Welcome to the Mindset Explosion podcast. Unlock your true self and your full potential with me, Matt Redman. I truly believe the rising tide raises all ships and we have so much to give the world. It comes from within and it starts with ourselves. We all have the potential to live our dreams, do the things we thought we couldn't and take full control of our own lives. Sometimes we just feel stuck. It, all it takes is that first step. Take a listen. And if you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget, share it with a friend. Give us a five-star review. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to Mindset Explosion. Of course, season five. We're on episode 18 for season five. Joined today by uh, Danny Matthews. Uh, really looking forward to this one, Danny. So we're talking about being a creative genius, uh, which was what people often say to yourself. So we'll find out more a little bit what that's about in just a sec on how you got started. And obviously uh, you get a chance to talk about some of the great work that you do. We just had a nice chat um, offline, which is interesting. So we'll find out a bit more what you do for the college and the, the time you give out. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, of course, drop in a five-star review. If you've got any questions throughout, whether it be you're listening on a repost or sorry, you're re-listening to it later on or live, drop a question in, and one of us will definitely be able to answer it. We'll get back to you. Danny, great to have you on board. Um, Thanks for having me. Well, give yourself a, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit more about what you do, and then we'll get into our little quick fire round, as I call it, but as everyone knows that listens, it's not that quick fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah. Where do I start? Well, and ever since I was uh, a kid, I always wanted to be a designer. And um, so like a graphic designer or a cartoonist or do voices for cartoons and all that stuff. And uh, I went to an all boys, um, what eventually became a sports academy. Um, and the, the kind of support or encouragement to do a creative career wasn't really there. You're either, a, you know, a, a swimmer or a football player or a rugby player. That was pretty much your option. So I never really got the support or encouragement to do what I really wanted to do and what I was passionate about. Um, so I ended up having a decade in financial services, eventually leaving me with no feeling from the waist down in, a, in an episode of burnout. And I made a decision then to uh, to go for it, I guess, and, and follow my passion again. So I've run a design studio for the last four years. Um, and we generally work with uh, startups to get them to funding stage with really good branding and messaging, um, but also smaller micro businesses who are really looking for that reigniting of the uh, fire or, or rising from the ashes like a phoenix kind of feeling. Um, we tend to refer re- refer to it as. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. I, 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 as I, as I would imagine there might have been a bit more of a call for that coming out of COVID. Have you found that? Like yeah, it's um, it's funny that the story that I used to tell about the clients that we generally work with used to be that there is a, you know, between about three and seven years of being in business, there is this plateau and people generally want help to be able to reignite a passion or, or to just be a little bit more confident in who they're targeting or what they're saying or how they're communicating and, um, and how they put themselves out into the world, you know, visually through love those colors and those things uh, and then through the pandemic uh, um, I think I think that's why I didn't see a massive drop off you know there were struggles in other areas but um, but certainly from that point of view we were still attracting the same kind of clients it was just a slightly different reason you know repositioning or trying to a different market or new products or new services whatever it might be um, so yeah the conversations were only very slightly different but all working 
hinting towards the same kind of outcome. Uh, I can definitely, I can relate to that a little bit, just, you know, from my own business, really. It's, um, I think it is easy to get a bit stagnant, and I felt that at times, and where I've then had to, you know, I wanted to step back a little bit more and push the team forward. But it's so true. It's just easy to get caught in a, the same thing, I suppose most things in life, you can get caught in that little bit of a rut. And um, before we know it, we're, you know, as someone you say to me, so you, yeah, hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel if you're having tough times, but as long as it's not a freight train, so you've got to do something about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Um, okay, so let's get into our quick fire round. Uh, hi, Sarah, thank you. We are having a few connection problems today, but um, it's getting recorded, so you'll be able to consume it on the podcast uh, next week or on YouTube in a few days' time, or switch over to Facebook. It's, it's running two areas there, <laughs> I cover all areas. That's all good. Um, <laughs> so our quick fire, not so quick fire round. Uh, do you prefer for your own personal development? Do you look for podcast or YouTube? Podcast. Podcast. Have you got a, have you got a preferential one? That's not mindset explosion, but you can promote that if you like. Uh, ooh, Secret Leaders by a guy called Dan Murray Serta. I was going to choose Diary of a CEO, but I think it's over <laughs> over mentioned. But Di uh, Diary of a CEO by Stephen Bartlett, or uh, Secret Leaders by Dan Murray Serta, who runs a um, a company selling brain supplements uh, called Heights. Really, really fascinating stuff. Oh, brilliant! Oh, brilliant! It's nice to get different ones. See, <laughs> um, probably answered my questions generally does, but book or audio. Definitely audio. I'm a terrible. I'm. Uh, I think I can say now. Um, I'm. I'm writing a book, but I'm a terrible writer, and, and I'm just as terrible at reading. So, um, so yeah, audio is like my savior. <laughs> <laughs> I you know. I yeah, tend to get gifted. Yeah, I, I tend to get gifted audible gift cards because people know that I just don't read. So, oh, <laughs> I think I've got like a year and a half left. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that one though for gifting. I, I'm the same. I used to love reading, and then um, yeah, it, the audio. Do you, how do you consume that? Is it like on your way to the office, or do you work from home? At, when yeah, it kind of depends what it is. The the story led stuff, where it's like maybe a history of a founder or um, or uh, something like that, is much more. Uh, I can digest that when I'm in the car on the way somewhere or on a journey. Uh, if it's more educational based or like tips or information. Um, I usually just headphones in with like a notepad uh, and just actually consume it. And I, I just figured that if I'm listening to it and scribbling stuff and drawing little pictures and all that, I, I just assume that I'm taking it in properly. So, yeah, I try to double up. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. I, I guess you kind of mentor your clients a little bit. But for yourself, do you have a mentor or mastermind or do you go your own way? Yeah, I've had... Um, I've had not so much a, I think mentors for me have always been like mentors from afar. I think we've got such good access to information now. It's really easy to learn and be mentored by people you've never met in person, really. Um, yeah. So from a mental point of view, that's probably the case. From a coach point of view, I've had uh, a lot of different coaches for different things. So um, at mindset, for example, and then uh, to do specific things in the business, whether it's to implement something or create something, whatever it might be. Uh, I've hired coaches when I need to achieve something specific. Brilliant. And, and that obviously helps you drive forward, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
it's, it's funny the the mixture of um like mindset coaching and practical implementation type stuff is uh, i think a great compliment because there's always things you're you know the coaches for implementation are usually skill specific you know they can talk you through how to implement things and the mindset around that but they can't from a holistic overall point of view so i do find that it, it does um it does complement it a bit with having a general overview of, of mindset um you know not just in business but personal as well yeah no that's really good good advice as well and this this sometimes could be a bit of a curveball question for people but who is your most influential person past or present or made up <laughs> well that is a good question yeah, um, thinking. <laughs> yeah do you know I'd, I'd probably go for um a fictional character i'd probably go for someone like mowgli off the jungle book Ooh. um i think to be out in the jungle on your own with some scary animals and to get through it and find your way back to humanity is probably a really good metaphor for what we're going through <laughs> at the minute <laughs> yeah, Hey, hey that, the Jungle Book was used for the Cub Scout movement, so exactly. <laughs> yeah. For me, it might have turned me into pyromaniac. At the time, at a young age, I'm not anymore. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm going to be a pyromaniac and just set fire to stuff. And we're allowed yeah, to do exactly. that. <laughs> All right. So, obviously, you introduced yourself, and we may just recover some old ground here, but you know, what was your main purpose for what you do? What was your big, what, what is your big why? Now, I, I know it can change over time, but what at the moment, what's your why or purpose or what was it? Yeah, if, we, if we're talking like really high level um, purpose, I have a statement that covers it, uh, which is to advance humanity through creativity. And um, that covers a lot of things for me, but really it comes from the belief that, um, you know, everything, if you think about, uh, you know, everyday life, the things we use, the things we see and touch and smell and taste, everything in our day-to-day -day life has been created outside of the natural world, has been created because people sat in a room around a table and made decisions about what problem this solves. Um, so advancing humanity through creativity really is my way of communicating that I do, you know, everything and everyone and even every place has a brand. And I think if we really understood the power of that, we could use it to, uh, to change the world, for want of a better phrase. We could use it to solve the world's biggest problems because we would be able to communicate it clearly to the people that care the most um, and get their, get their, their involvement, their ambassadorship or whatever you want to call it. So I, I truly think branding can just can really change the world if you use it in the right places, but um, also used in the wrong places uh, can do just as much damage. So I believe in doing good with it, which is where the advancing humanity comes in. No, I love that, uh, uh, Danny. And, and you're absolutely right. We are, we've got our own personal brand, whether we like it or not. And it's our, we're also running our own personal business whether, you know, that's, it's our life. So, yeah, I, I, um, just, I, I love the way you put it, that, you know, it, everything that's been created for us, you know, naturally, unnaturally, whatever. So, um, and, and just the part where you said about uh, people have sat down yeah. and thought, well, how can we make this better? And it's, you know, that's, I guess a lot of us in business is what we, we do. I just, um, someone suggested we treat ourselves as a doctor because we, we solve problems and diagnose something and we give that, um you know solution to it yeah i love that so 
in in terms of the, the creativity do you, do you find that um like every day you see something like how, is it, oh, like that or how does that that work with your mind um <laughs> that's almost that's almost the secret sauce that's like i can't i don't even know how to describe it it's so i I've just done a talk at a college local to me and they were talking about ideas because they're doing like a Dragon's Den pitch and someone said, um, I said, what, what's the problem? Why, why are you struggling so much to come up with ideas? And a lot of it was around not knowing if it would work or not or, and then someone said, it's just because, you know, everything, the things that you use every day have been created because people sat around a table and said, you know what? this Nokia is rubbish because people are starting to watch videos on their phone. Why don't we create something with a screen, a little bit like a telly and just make it smaller so people can watch stuff on their phone. Like it's, literally people sat on the table and said that, you know, in a roundabout way. Um, so yes, everything's done before, but they haven't done it in a way that you want. They haven't had your personal experiences that were used to create it. So there's always, you know, the iPhone is now on iteration 11. If you think about it in iterations, like they got 10 wrong, you know, there's something wrong with 10. So they just made it better. They made it, you know, able to do something that the 10 couldn't do, you know, and they do that all the time with technology. So if you think about it in iterations, it, it kind of helps you to start at least, you know, make a start and then to perfect it over time. You can't let that hold you back. Uh, that, that last phrase is so important. And I've, in business, everything, and I think, um, I, I know you, you know, Rob Moore, but one of his things is start first, get perfect later. And it's, it, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs say it. And I think it's so, it is so true, isn't it? Because, you know, yeah. until you start, you're never going to, we talked before about the, you, know, you, you just said that you, you do a lot for the university to, you know, help the graduates and get experience, but people got to start first, right? Yeah, exactly. People actually have to go, Okay, let's let's do that there. <laughs> you know, and sometimes it's funny. It's like zero to one is like the it feels like the biggest leap, like the biggest gap. But one to two is like this. So like just to do that, you know, get from A to B is like the biggest step you can take. And then C to Z, Z is like the easiest little steps you can make. So yeah, it's just about getting started and taking that leap and. Yeah, it's, it's, I think what a lot of people are missing at the moment is just that encouragement to go, if it doesn't work, you've still got 89 years of your life <laughs> to, to work it out, so don't worry. Yeah, you know, And, and yeah. getting that across is really difficult. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah, and that's, yeah, you're right. I think the, the first steps are the hardest, but then we, we get a nice bit of uh, muscle memory or whatever, so we keep going. What have been your, what's your biggest challenge that you've had? Um, and how did you overcome it? Uh, my biggest challenge was um, over, overcoming the deep-seated thought that money was the most important thing. Um, you know, the whole uh, me having a burnout episode kind of story came because I was chasing money and I, and I got to the stage where nothing else mattered. Like it, everything else was pushed by the side. There was no health or family or relationships or, uh, I mean, there was, but you, you wouldn't think it the way I was going about life. Um, so my, my biggest challenge has 
been uh, that thought that if you focus on what you love and yourself, um, the rest will follow. Uh, and I was, it doesn't grow on trees and, uh, and all those things. And later on in life, you realize that, um, you realize that it's not the most important thing, you know, and actually there's so much to life if you just let the money go, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and treat it as a, you know, a flow that comes in and out. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not particularly spiritual in any way, even though my grandma was one of the most well-known mediums in the world. Um, uh, I, but I'm not kind of spiritual in any way, but I, I do believe that, you know, you put out what you get in and um, or the other way around. So I realized at one point that all the anxiety I had around money and trying to grow and get more of it and all those things, actually it was, um, it was much nicer that I could say, I'm gonna spend this money because I know it will come from somewhere. And I don't know that yet, but I know it will because that's how the world works. Someone wants to buy something, maybe not now, but in three weeks. That's, that's the way it goes, you know, but the more that I put the intention out of that, it's not, I'm not trying to hold on to it. It's, you know, I need to spend it to get it kind of thing. And um, that helped me, that helped my mindset and my mind get around the fact that I don't need to chase money anymore. Um, I can also spend it and it will come in as well. So yeah, probably not the best way of articulating it, but definitely, it's definitely been a money mindset from uh from a young age i think that's common for a lot of people though danny um and certainly for myself really you know we're taught like doesn't grow on trees just blah 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 um, and i think mm. when you step away and you know you, you have that purpose the passion you, ob you obviously care so much about your clients and you know giving your time that you know the, the rest will come really and it all the money is at the end day, it's just an energy that flows the same as a relationship. So it, it comes just from having those great relationships that you've set up with the, the people around you, I, I feel. Um, yeah, and it's all right to be a bit woo-woo. I, I, I've, I've embraced mine now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> how did you develop that mindset <laughs> make that change? It was um, it was working with a mindset coach like you, um, working on mindset and, um, and and doing it. You know, I, I've just preached about telling these students that they just need to start and they need to make the leap or whatever. But you know, I needed to make that leap one day, where I chose to take on a client because it's not that profitable but it will be an amazing experience or like I took the little job because actually I missed doing a little job every now and again or you know and, and it not being about the money but not thinking actually if I don't take this big job um, I'm I'm not going to be able to pay my bills and I'm going to have people on my back and and I'm not going to enjoy the work <laughs> you know, it's, you know yeah. it's such a weird uh, it's just a weird state to change from and into you know the point i even get it now when people say people ask questions about who i work with and i'm like whoever i want you know and it doesn't and it doesn't matter about the money because it's it's much easier to say no now to 
to prospects or clients knowing who I want to work with um, than just taking everything on because of the money. But what's the point? Because I know I'll get 70% into this job and hate it. And I'll hate waking up in the morning and I'll hate that I've got to go to my laptop and open it and get designing or whatever. I just, I'll just miserable, you know. And, and um, I learned something really, um, I learned something really interesting about happiness throughout my journey and through listening to people like Mo Gelda and other people that have been through burnout and those kinds of things but it's a state like I, I always thought I was like looking for to be happy like for happiness to just be like a, a result or a goal for example but as soon as I realized that it's a state and we can flow in and out of it and we just need to do more things to keep us in it for longer that was that was so much better <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was so much better than like worrying about stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was definitely, definitely uh, a part of it. Well, that that's answered my next question, which was your biggest aha moment, I think. So that's it. Yeah, and you popped yeah. in and out. I'm sure you get back. Uh, we got a bit of connection problems. Uh, those watching online, we got a massive lag. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the. I'm gonna blame it on the blood moon. So yeah. We'll take on that one. Put the Wi-Fi down, crashed everyone out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you've answered the question there, uh, Daniel. The next one, which is, what was your big aha moment? Um, and uh, and it's it's great advice you're giving because I think everyone goes for it, or we're, someone may possibly be about to go for it, or just starting feeling it. Oh, especially yeah. if you're in business, it's a normal, normal thing. <laughs> it's part of the journey. Hang in there. And I, and I think that whether you want to call it enlightenment or not, it's something that just... Okay. It's not. A, it's definitely not like deliberate. <laughs> it's definitely not like a deliberate awkward silence. No, it's not a deliberate awkward silence. <laughs> it's lagging that much you're answering a question from me. <laughs> oh my God. This is going to be a fun one. <laughs> and so what's been your biggest win? Oh, that was lagging so bad. God, I, it sounds oh, it sounds really dicky. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I my biggest win. Can I be cheesy and say I met my wife? No, one of my first clients was uh, a guy called Ben, who was a personal trainer from Newbury, had a big idea for um, for the fitness world, and wanted to take old. Uh, unused retail and office space and turn them into one person gyms um, so you could rent it for an hour uh, and he, I remember speaking to him and he said I've got this idea it's called Solo 60 and someone can book a one person gym for an hour through an app on their phone um, and he had these big ideas about you know having uh, set the temperature of the room and the playlist so when you walk in it becomes like your environment um, and I thought it was a really interesting idea. Uh, it was at the very beginning of his uh, his journey, I guess. And uh, 
I said, yeah, I'd, lo I'd love to help you. Like, what's the goal? And he said, well, I need to go to investors and get, get some in investment. So I need to like make it look really good and be able to you know persuade them. So we basically created the brand. We built a prototype of the app that he wanted to have. So it wasn't real. It was just like a prototype you could use. Um, and he went and got investment at a million pound valuation. And he didn't even have a customer. He had no customer and no one even knew about it. Um, and it was purely because of like the confidence that investors had from being able to use this app as if it was already real. And he was obviously a great, like charismatic presenter and, um, and was able to put the, the vision of the company over really well through, you know, the messaging and stuff that we built. That, that was a real success story that I'm still riding off now. <laughs> and I'm probably with five sites now in London. I think he's got another three planned. Uh, I think he's valued at about 8 million or something and just raised another round. So that, that was great. It was, it was the most enjoyable, uh, one of the most enjoyable jobs that we did and had such a great result that, um, yeah, it's, it's worth shouting about. Oh, definitely. Being in the fitness industry in a way through my martial arts stuff, that, yeah. that's massive. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Love that. Hmm. What are you thinking about? I mean, <laughs> oh, great achievement. <laughs> great achievement. So, um, what what sort of things are you working on at the moment? Have you got anything exciting coming up for the your business? Or um, I know you've got the stuff yeah. So I've uh, I've just I've just taken on a um, a couple of uh, branding projects, and I'm waiting to hear on one. Which if that if that happens, that will be a big big turning point for the business not because and again you know not because of money or anything it's just uh it's an industry and a theme i think are perfect for each other uh it's like quite a niche thing it's i obviously can't talk about it but um it, it will be the first client of its kind for me and some and, a, and the type of client i've wanted to work with for a long long time and uh the opportunities finally come around so i should hear about that like this week uh, but yeah, I, I've just taken on two clients from America as well. And, you know, really grateful that we can just work anywhere and all around the world and, and that kind of thing being industry is. Um, but I think the biggest thing on my mind at the minute is I've just started writing a book. Uh, so that's uh, yes. another thing going on in the business, apart from client work. But I love doing this kind of stuff, you know, podcast interviews and uh, presenting to students and businesses and that kind of stuff. So I've, I've got to be honest, since since the pandemic, and since I made a decision to implement a lot of like automation and uh, customer experience stuff in the business, all I do now is stuff like this and designing <laughs> and, and now the book, obviously. But, uh, but they're the only things I, do, I want to do. And I think if we can get ourselves in that place where we're just doing those, you know, couple of things that we really want to do daily, um, it changes everything. Man. And, I'm, and I'm really, really grateful that I've, um, got to this stage so yeah every day is every day is a school day every day is a winning day um as long as i'm doing the things i want to do <laughs> i guess oh brilliant that's oh, such great advice though um i wish i'd had that when i was at college or school definitely i i think it was when i was traveling <laughs> I, did, I was in byron bay in australia and some hippies said best job you can have is your hobby I was like, damn it i need a hobby <laughs> i need to get back into martial arts but I didn't yeah exactly yeah. You know, the journey that would take me on um, no, it's just interesting. So I'll, I'll come back to your book in a minute. But um, I think it's nice when you've got that, you know, you can do step away. If you, 
the goal for me was to step away so I had time for my children, for example. But then it, it freed me up for more time to do podcasts and all the other stuff. And then do other business stuff that just drove me more crazy. <laughs> Damn it, I've got to step away from that now. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think... It, it highlighted really I think for me I've got to have a challenge and I guess for you like that perfect client it's it's nice when you've got that you're in that position where you can decide well these are clients I want to work with. and I think that's so valuable because you can do more of a service for those people and I was a bit the same Danny in the Aston Marshall oh we'll just take anyone oh, come and sign up come sign up and not for the money just trying to help as many people as I could but it didn't work out so great and I found that when we controlled a bit more of who we would take on that it became so much more fun it's more exciting and uh, i guess it's a great position to be in that you can pick and choose and you've obviously put it out to the universe if we want to call it that that and you're attracted we're attracting repelling all the time so you're obviously attracting in the people that you want to work with which is important because then you can do the service that you know you want to give them i think that's great so um tell us a bit more about the book are, are, we, are you allowed to say anything Kind of, I guess it's like it's it's early stages, but um, I I wrote a book um a couple of years ago that never got published, and I ended up just publishing it as a series of articles on Medium. And the reason for that was that it was a it was a different industry, I was in a different headspace, and it, what what needed to happen after the whole burnout episode is I, I needed to clear the decks. Like I couldn't have this book that was written but not published hanging over me, and I didn't want to publish it through fear of people, um, I guess, getting the wrong idea about where I'm going with my own business. So I said, it's, yeah. it's useful stuff. I managed to interview some amazing people because it was, um, at the time, the project I was doing uh, that got me to the stage of burnout was um, the financial services technology. So it was, a, it was a mortgage, digital mortgage application, basically. Um, and uh, so I met a lot of people from banks and from uh, other uh, fintech companies. Uh, and, I, and I decided that actually these people are quite influential. It would be worth interviewing them about technology in the industry and that kind of thing. So there was a load of stuff in there from like CEO of Barclays and um, uh, the guy who started Metro Bank, who, Anthony Thompson, who ended up then starting Atom Bank and moving to Australia to set up another one. And, you know, re really cool stories to tell. Um, so, yeah, I published that. But anyway... Um, so I decided one day I will write a book about what I love uh, in branding and design. And now I have this, I have like unlimited case studies and stuff that I can actually talk about and almost prove that this is a real opportunity for us to change the world if we really want to um, through simply doing what we want to do, you know, do what we do best and running the businesses we love and those things if we just do it in the right way through um, through what I believe is branding. So I believe branding needs a rebrand because it's, um, it, it's viewed, it's such a broad topic that it's viewed in seven different ways or whatever, uh, and it needs some clarity. So I hope to bring some clarity to what is a, a broad, broad topic through uh, the work that I've done over the last um, three, four years. Um, so yeah, it's a the title is a work in progress, but it will certainly be a big piece of work. Uh, I'm not just doing it for, you know, business card and, and that kind of thing to put out there. It's, it's part practical steps and part thought leadership. So there's a lot of research in there, um, uh, but also a lot of process and how to do things. So I'm hoping it will be a really 
a valuable read for, for anyone really, whether you're thinking about starting a business or, um, or been running it for a number of years, there'll be something for you. Oh, I love that. Rebranding, branding. I love it. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> it needs it. It needs it. Like, let, let me give you yeah. an example quickly while, while I'm here. So, uh, I remember that um, I started speaking to a business coach and he was talking about like the goals of the business and the mission and those kinds of things. And he, and he referred to it as branding. And I was like, well, uh, yeah, I know that, you know, mission, vision, values, all those things. Um, and then I came across, a, she said the word branding a few times. And I thought, what, what are you referring to as branding? And what she was referring to was creating social media templates and making them look like your business. And then, um, uh, and then I used to be in their merchandise business and that, for a short time, and they talk about branding as sticking a logo on a mug and a pen. And I was like, how are three people talking about branding in completely different ways? Um, the, the problem for me was they're all right. And that's where the problem is. They're all actually correct. You know, the, um, what I said earlier about us all having a brand and uh, places having a brand and things having a brand, um, it's our job as business owners to be able to do things and take actions that that influence how our brand is perceived positively. So yes, you do that with everything. <laughs> of course you do. So that, that's, that's really the problem, but I, I hope to be able to distill it into what I now call brand confidence, which is kind of the problem and the solution. Um, uh, and yeah, so I'll break that down and make sure everyone can understand exactly what thing fits in what bucket and how it affects their business and how it helps them to grow or not in some cases. Yeah, so it's a, yeah, it's a big piece of work. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Um, just finishing up, Danny, uh, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, happiness is your responsibility. Oh, I like um, that. Yeah. And nobody else's. Uh, you are responsible for your own happiness. And uh, that goes a lot deeper than it sounds. Like most yeah. of the mo most of the problems and issues and challenges I've come across in life. Um, are, are because of my personality type, probably trying to make other people happy. Mm -hmm. um, because I thought that that would make me happy, but it's amazing what happens when you, you do stuff to make you happy first. All and a lot of people say now you have this, you know, this purpose about advancing humanity, and it all sounds very fluffy and flancy and brilliant. Um, you know what? What's next? And I always say. It, the funny, a funny thing happens when you find your purpose in making everyone else happy, but you can't do it the other way around. You, can't, you just can't. I've tried it. It doesn't work. It leaves you broken and, um, and in bits and no feeling from the waist down and, you know, losing friends and family and, uh, and work and money and all the rest of it. So, uh, yeah, my one piece of advice that I wished someone told me was happiness is my responsibility and it always comes first. That's a great piece of advice, Danny. Thank you. I totally resonate with it myself without going into it all. But yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice. Thank you. Um, so I know you're based um Gloucestershire area, uh, but you're obviously international, nice. which is great to hear. 
Um, if someone's you know, interested, <laughs> how, Global. how get in contact with you? What's the best way? Um, uh, best way, uh, I, I'm quite public, so connect with me on LinkedIn is probably the easiest um, place. Uh, I'm very public on my personal Facebook profile about the business as well, so um, feel free to go there if that's your preferred place and you're there right now. Um, but yeah, uh, LinkedIn is usually a good place. I publish not only uh, things about business, but also personal stuff as well, because it's all part of the mix, isn't it? So yeah. yeah, you'll get to learn a little bit about me and what I do and the kind of clients that we work with and stuff. Brilliant. Thank you, Danny. I know you do a lot of work with small groups, big groups, and um, we found out our networks sort of overlap just uh, you know, the way it is. So, you know, <laughs> so much. <laughs> I know you're a busy man, so I really appreciate you coming on to talk today and um you dropped some really great um you know bits of advice really so yeah get in touch with danny definitely lovely guy and again thank you so much all right thank you everyone i'll be back Thanks, next week same back time. no worries no worries same back time same back channel until then peace love always don't forget that five star review and share if you've got any questions drop in uh, in the any of the comments wherever you're consuming this <laughs> this today all right bye bye Hi, it's Matt Rubman again. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please check out my other podcasts. I've really interviewed some great people with some great stories talking about how they overcame and developed their own mindset. If you've enjoyed it that much, of course, give me a five-star review. Don't forget to share and like.